Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. Wow, uh, what a week for, for a certain running back this week. Uh, it's been absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, and uh, and a good week in Dynasty for, for myself. How, how are you feeling about the whole, the whole kit and caboodle this week, Jack? Yeah, I mean, there was some fantastic performances, um, as we will discuss shortly. Um, some upsets as well, obviously, which involved a lot of those big performances. Um, Dynasty, a uh, bit of a train wreck. Yeah. I just, I can't seem to find players that want to score more than 10 points, even <laughs> even my elite ones. So um, we'll get into that, um, but let's crack on with the top 10, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about the players that you, we all wish we had on our team um, <laughs> to start off with. And, I mean, the first player that I'm going to mention, oh. the, the best fancy asset this week was Jonathan Taylor, no. who just absolutely exploded this week. Uh, 185 <laughs> yards rushing on 32 attempts with four touchdowns and then just to top it all off he had three receptions on three targets for 19 yards and another touchdown so oh my god absolutely crazy day for him 54 points uh you know it's, it's kind of in the top <laughs> since 2010 i think there were only four scores that were higher than this um by any player and yeah absolutely crazy really really good day out for for yeah. jonathan taylor yeah, it was mental. I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone quite predicted that the the Bills would blow this this badly. Um, Forty one fifteen is a bit of a battering. Um, but yeah, I mean, Taylor was fantastic. Just every time he touched the ball, he was he was basically scoring a touchdown. It was absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, he is the biggest fantasy asset in football. Uh, a lot of people after this performance are clamouring for him to be included in the MVP race. And I've I've got to say, I do tend to agree if he keeps going like this. Yeah, I think he's he's. He is good. I think at the start of the season, he wasn't necessarily playing phenomenally. And I think that, to me, my, my mindset has almost been, oh, you know, he started off badly and I've kind of not really thought too highly of him. But, I mean, I'm, I'm completely wrong. He's, he, you know, if you look at his stats after week four, yeah, you know, he's not, he doesn't get any less than 17 fantasy points since week four. And he's quite regularly hitting sort of high 20s, 30 and then obviously the last game he's had 54 it's it is unreal it's very good it's like McCaffrey numbers but obviously this year yeah, better very so consistent. um he's yeah he's well he's the number one um running back in in both PPR and uh, standard scoring systems and he's number 6th overall so like you can't really ask for better and i think he's 22 years old you know he's yeah. he's only in his, his scary. He's he's only got one full year's experience under his belt. You know he's in his second year. He's he's playing incredibly well. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him kind of basically being a top two running back next year. I mean you you kind of you're talking about Jonathan Taylor in the yeah. same sentence as Christian McCaffrey now, and I think you've got to yeah. yeah, and and that's probably going to be the case for for the next few years. Um, you know there's a a fantasy analyst I. I I follow on Twitter who said at the start of the season um, that you know this is the this is the last year that you'll get Jonathan Taylor in the second round and uh, oh, yeah. he, oh, yeah. he was right. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I suppose I should probably credit him, Mason Mason Dodd of, uh, of <laughs> Fantasy Flock. But yeah, great great shout out from him, and I think he's he's spot on the money there. He's yeah number one this week, number one over the past few weeks, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's going to be the the new face of football, I think, very soon. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, 
yeah, I think, and the good thing he's got going from over CMC, I guess, is we haven't really seen any any glaring injury concerns as well. So if he keeps putting up these, you know, possibly two thousand yard years plus all the touchdowns, and he can catch the ball, then yeah, he's definitely going to be top two. Yeah, definitely. So I guess we'll stop talking about him because neither of us have him in our yeah. fantasy teams and we don't <laughs> no. want to get upset. Which only makes us sad, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the number two is on mine, so I'll be a little bit happier. It's, yeah. uh, it's Austin Eckler, who Austin Eckler. had a great day out as well. Um, I mean, on any other given week, he would have been the number one. It's yeah. just Jonathan Taylor had an absolute freak of a game. So uh, we've got 50 yards rushing on 11 attempts, which is you know modest, but two touchdowns modest. with that. And then we've got uh, seven targets, six receptions, 65 yards and two touchdowns. So four touchdowns altogether, which just, you know, great day for for Austin Eckler. And uh, a very tight matchup, really. Um, The Chargers nearly blew it at the end. The the Steelers came back, you know, to, uh, to almost claim victory. And uh, I'd I'd happened to wake up at like three four in the morning, and I was I was kind of <laughs> I was like, oh, do I do I watch it? And I, I opened it up, and I wasn't disappointed. That fourth quarter was mental. It was great to watch. Um, yeah, great game from from Eckler. Yeah, I mean it was yeah, like you said, it was a fantastic game to watch. I watched the the, the sixty minute recap, and obviously the Steelers scored. I, th- I think it was twenty four or twenty seven unanswered points, and I did think at one point that the Chargers were going to blow it. And then to, to Eckler's credit, and obviously this doesn't show up on the fantasy stat sheet, but the touchdown throw to Mike Williams, Eckler makes an absolutely throw-saving block, which was just fantastic and speaks to how good of a player he is. So yeah, great week for Eckler. And yeah, any Eckler owners like yourself are going to be buzzing with this one. Yeah, he, he just played very, very well. And hot on his heels at number three, we've got our first uh, wide receiver. It's Justin Jefferson, who... Oh. Had another absolutely amazing uh, outing. He's uh, he did rush for three yards, but his main main job obviously is to catch the ball. Uh, Ten targets, eight receptions, one hundred and sixty nine yards, and two touchdowns for Jefferson. And just to add to that, the Vikings beat the Packers, which oh, yeah. uh, what a Always day! Always nice for a Vikings fan. Fantastic. Isn't it? And I mean, <laughs> when it came down to that kick at the end, um, I must admit, I was I was not. I was not hopeful. Um, you know, missed kicks have, have really shot us <laughs> in the foot yeah, a lot a this bit. season. But no, he made it. And uh, yeah, a big win over a division rival who, you know, the Packers are, you know, arguably one of the top top four teams this year. They're playing very, Agreed. very well. So for the Vikings to come back and, and win was a huge statement from, from the Vikings. Uh, and it, it was, yeah... Great, great to win that. But we're not here to talk about my team. We're here to talk about Justin Jefferson. Um, so, yeah, great, great outing from Jefferson there. Yeah, he was fantastic. And obviously, I'm sure you watched the game. He could have quite easily had a had a third touchdown. I believe he was ruled down at the one after a yes, yeah, awesome yeah. stretch um, for the goal line. So it could have been an even better day. But, yeah, I mean, he is... He's getting up towards being a top five receiver in the league already in his second year, and it's just he's putting up some crazy numbers. And you know, if the Vikings keep winning, his numbers are only going to be better. So fingers crossed for him. Yeah, I mean, he is number five in PPR currently, number six in standard, and uh, you know, to have only been in the league for one year, you know, this is obviously his second. He's he's really playing well, and he's uh, fantastic. And I think. You know, his ability and the fact that he's as good as he is, obviously, is pulling Kirk Cousins up the old uh, old leaderboard as well. So, oh, good for everyone. Um, <laughs> next up, it's uh, 
Oh, it's good to see that this fella's back in the in the top ten. Justin Herbert, um, great game. Um, even with that fourth quarter, I think until that point he was playing incredibly well. Uh, nine rushing attempts for ninety yards, which you know Oof. that's you know that's that's Lamar Jackson. It that. is, and it's more yardage than uh, than Austin Eckler, the dedicated running back, put up for the for the week, which is crazy. Uh, Forty one passing attempts, thirty completions, three hundred eighty two yards, and three touchdowns. So, good day at the office for Herbert. He comes in at number one on the old quarterback rankings for the week. Yeah, Herbert. Herbert was fantastic. I mean, the, obviously he had the one interception, but about that, he was pretty much flawless. The plays he was making with his legs in particular were, you know, I, I knew he was mobile, but 90 yards on nine carries is, is pretty mental. Um, yeah. Great win for the Chargers. One, they, they they couldn't have let this slip away, I don't think. Obviously, last year they had too many of these close games they were losing, but, um, you know, they've cracked on this year and are in, in vying for that top spot in that division. So good for her, but he is, he is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Oh, definitely. Uh, next up, we've got our second quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, despite the fact that the uh, the Packers lost, he did he did put up some good numbers. Um, he he did a little bit of a uh, bit of rushing himself. Two attempts for twenty one yards, not bad for the old guy. Uh, and then we've got thirty three uh, passing attempts for twenty three completions and four touchdowns. So, Oof. yeah, a lot of touchdowns there, which obviously pushed his uh, his score up there, thirty four points. Yeah, great, great week for for Rodgers in fantasy. Not obviously not losing to the Vikings. No one wants that. Um, but yeah, some of the throws he was making was crazy. I mean, the the ones to Adams in particular, where he was redirecting Adams mid route, I just thought was. I mean, the chemistry between those two is absolutely insane. On another day, they probably get the win as well. But the Vikings obviously came up in the clutch. Um, but yeah, Rodgers and the the Packers, like you said, are probably one of the best five teams in the NFL. Um, and if Rogers keeps putting up numbers like that, he's he, he's gonna be he's gonna be good for the next um, sort of ten seven weeks of the season, should I say? Yeah, for sure. He, I mean, he is just incredible, isn't he? And uh, yeah, I mean, there's no two ways about he, it. He's a joy to watch. He really is. Um, and welcome back to our next player who was uh, <laughs> in the top ten two weeks ago. Uh, the the only rookie to make the roster. Elijah Moore, he's uh, he's he's back again. Thirty-two points. Another Jets player. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> uh, one rush for fifteen yards, eleven targets, eight completions, a hundred and forty-one yards, Oof. and a touchdown. So it was a great day for Elijah Moore. I mean, as we said two weeks ago, we've kind of addressed how the the off-season hype for Moore was absolutely crazy, and it just drove his price up. Uh, you know, yeah. you were looking at kind of a first for him, really. Um, even though he was going in the second round in practically all drafts, uh, almost third round in hours. I think he did go in the third round in hours. Third actually. in our dynasty draft. First yeah. in the third, but still third. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's proven himself to be a fantastic asset, especially in such a terrible offense. He's <laughs> uh, he's doing really, really well. Um, these past couple of weeks, you know, he's... Well, since, since week seven, he's not dropped any... You know, he's not been under 10 points. Um, yeah, and then week nine was yeah. twenty seven. Week eleven was thirty one point six. That's this week. So, you know, really, really good. He's uh, what's that number two? Number two wide receiver for the week, which is just for the crazy. week. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I wouldn't. You couldn't have predicted it, but like you said, he's he's got a touchdown in 
each of the last three games, which is a great sign, especially, like you said, considering he's on a simply dreadful offence. Um, obviously, you know, Joe Flacco was their quarterback this week, for God's sake. So um, if he can if he can play to that kind of standard with the likes of Flacco, Mike White, Josh Johnson, then I think this kid's in for a, a pretty good career, to be honest. Well, that's <laughs> it. I mean, he's not had consistency, has he? He's been no. bandied around from one QB to another, and the QB play hasn't been... Well, I guess it's no. actually been not too bad. Really. I mean, yeah, we say that yeah, with a couple of top tens, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, they've, they've been playing pretty well. So the fact that, well, it's probably because he's helping out, to be honest. He's uh, yeah. he's clearly a talent. 100%. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if he, he re-enters the, uh, the top ten again. I don't think we were expecting any Jets players um, no. to be no, in our top tens. Wrong on that. We, we really have. And then uh, next up, next wide receiver, who's... Uh, can you believe it? A Jets, a Jets wide receiver above this guy, uh, Devonte Adams, who's <laughs> who's down there, just 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 pipped to the post. He's uh, he's wide receiver three on the week. Um, he had eight targets, seven receptions, one hundred and fifteen yards, and two touchdowns uh, for thirty two points altogether. So as we saw with uh, with Rogers, obviously Rogers has to throw to somebody, and that person is generally <laughs> yeah, Adams. It's usually Adams. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Adams is, I think he's, you know, he's top three in the league in terms of talent for the wide receiver position. Um, He's pretty much fantastic week in, week out. Very rarely has a bad game. Um, And like I said, when we were discussing Rodgers, the chemistry he has with Rodgers is just just insane. You know, to be able to keep running the routes and finish off the routes for for two of those touchdowns is, is just incredible. You know, if Rodgers is playing well, which... He, he, he is this season then yeah I mean Adams is going to be in the top 10 I would imagine numerous more times this season yeah uh, great assessment I think uh, next up it's our QB3 on the week Jalen Hurts who returns to where he belongs at the top 10 <laughs> he he had a great week um, eight, 18 <laughs> rushing attempts 69 yards and 3 rushing three touchdowns uh, obviously the throwing um <laughs> The sort of passing numbers aren't quite as good. 24 attempts, 13 completions, and 147 yards. I think the only thing that's letting him down now is his arm uh, and his accuracy. I think if he can improve on that, he is he's Lamar Jackson. Um, I think you sent me today, didn't you, uh, a kind of comparison over the first the 15 compar- yeah. games of each each, uh, each guy's career. Very similar. Very, very similar. And obviously <laughs> there's room to improve. Hertz is still very new. Um, yeah. His completion percentage is higher than last year, uh, by around six or seven percent, which is an improvement. Um, he just needs to get a little bit better there. But the fact that he is just as good as he is on the ground is is where his true value lies. And I mean, one of the touchdowns that was we were taken to a sort of ad break so they could review it. The, his ability to just contort his body in such a way that he can get oh, the ball crazy, over is it? just yeah. it's mental. Um, but the guy's obviously got talent and. You know he has led his team to victory again, and the New Orleans defense isn't one to take yeah, lightly. Slouch. It's yeah. you know he he played really really well and and led that team. So, I mean I'm I'm hoping the Eagles keep him on, but I think if they didn't, I'm pretty sure he'd find a home somewhere else. He's good enough. Um, he just needs a little more time to improve so that he can keep that consistency. But I mean, if we look at him on the year, oh, uh, we're looking at the number Crazy one numbers. QB. He is he is now number one in in points, which you know you've got the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, you know the list goes on. Of all these guys that at the start of the season everybody was saying 
you know, they're going to be the top top five. And yes, some of them are in it, but Jalen Hurts was never in the conversation to be a top five QB, and yet he is currently the best QB in football as far as fantasy scoring is concerned, which, you know, I'd like to say that I saw that coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm so glad we'll that, give you, that, we'll that give Kieran you traded me a first-round pick for the best quarterback this year. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I gambled on that one because, as as we say, his his accuracy is not the best, his completion percentage isn't the best. But when it comes to fantasy, you don't rely on those statistics as much. It, it is the fact that he's good on the ground. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I think that the Eagles are starting to to use him right. I think there was a few games earlier in the season where he was, you know, passing, you know, that thirty plus thirty five times a game, which I I just don't think that's how you use him. I, I think what they did this week against the Saints is about right. You know, you've got Miles Sanders, who's, you know, decent running back, 16 carries, Hurts with 18, and then even Jordan Howard had 10 carries. If they can be one of the best rushing teams in, in the league, I think Hurts is going to continue to go from strength to strength. I don't think he's ever going to be one of those quarterbacks, you know, like Brady or Rodgers, who are finessing these 40-yard yeah. bombs. But, like, for fantasy, like you said, you, you can't argue with the numbers. And I think the Eagles will keep him on. Um, and as I was saying to you earlier, their their next stretch of games is is very very winnable. So I think I think Hertz is going to be probably well probably the QB one at the end of the year. I would imagine. Yeah, well, I, I mean it's very likely. As long as they keep that trust in him, then uh, then it'll be fine. I know there was a bit of a scare a couple of weeks ago where someone had come out and said, "Oh, they're thinking about changing him up," but I, I can't see that happening after after no. the marked improvement that that they've had recently. Um and. Next up, uh, former Eagles player, Zach Ertz, tight end number one. Um, it's not often we get a tight end in the top ten. He's he's done pretty well. Nine targets, eight receptions, 88 yards, and two touchdowns. So good day at the office for Zach. Yeah, fantastic for Zach. Um, Seahawks were obviously dreadful in this game. Um, Colt McCoy outplayed Wilson. Who could have who predicted that? Um, but yeah, Ertz, a big part of that offense. Eight catches, 88 yards, and two touchdowns is, you know, um, obviously he's beating the likes of Kelsey, Kittle, all the great tight ends this week. So he's, he sort of revitalised his career in Arizona, which I, I don't, I didn't think he would be this good. No. Um, to be to be honest, I thought he was a bit over the hill, but, you know, fair play to him. Um, if he can keep pulling in some uh, some scores like this, um, yeah, I think you'll be, you'll be pretty happy if you've got him. Yeah, I think the fact that there's a few injuries uh, in the old Cardinals ranks, which has probably helped him a little bit because he is—he yeah. does have the experience. Uh, he is good, and that's kind of driven his value up a little bit. So when when people start returning, maybe uh, maybe his value will drop a little bit. And this obviously is quite exceptional, really, to see a tight end in the top ten, um, <laughs> even with Kelsey playing. I've um, seen it much this we, year. Have he's we? not obviously Mahomes' play hasn't been as good, so Kelsey's not been up there. Yeah. Um, and then number ten. I think it's a first for the season for us. We've got a defence uh, in the top 10. It's the New England Patriots with 28 <laughs> points. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> Completely shut out Atlanta. Um, oh, and they just, God. yeah. Look, so we have a shutout, which obviously 10 points straight Ten up the bat. Points. Four sacks, four, four interceptions, and a defensive and touchdown. A touchdown. <laughs> so oh, it was, uh, yeah, not not a bad day for the old Patriots. And they, we were saying they're sneaky good this year, the Patriots. They they're, are, they're on they a bit are. of a roll at the minute. Um, they're playing very, very well. Yeah, I mean, that, that it, it's kind of the team they are, is, is the defence. I mean, Mac Jones, I, I saw a stat the other day, and like under passes of five yards, his, his completion percentage and passer rating are obviously 
you know, pass rating over 100 and all that lot, beyond five yards, it does take a dip. But they're not asking him to do too much. As long as he keeps not turning the ball over and the defence, you know, keeps banging in 25-point performances, then, you know, they're one game or half a game ahead of the Bills now for the division, which I honestly didn't expect. So, yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, definitely. Another Belichick masterclass. Well, you can't dispute it. Um, so yeah, that that kind of rounds out our our top ten. I guess there's a few few exception. Well, not exceptions. There's a few notable additions that we'd like to potentially bring up. I think the first one, one a controversial one, after your statements last week, is probably Cam Newton. <laughs> uh, I mean, you advised Alex not to pick him up, and yet Cam Newton came out and bashed a, a, an eleventh place on the on the old listing. Do you think it's oh. just an exception, or do you think that Cam might be back where he belongs? I honestly think I'm. I'm going to stick to my guns. I, I think it is an exception. I, I just n- nothing that I saw last year, apart from you know one performance, which to be to his credit, he did play very well against the the Washington football team despite the loss. But I just can't see this being the long term solution for the Panthers. I think they could still sneak into the playoffs because that you know for that seven seed, there isn't much competition. But I'd be shocked if this was their answer long term. So he might, he's a decent fill in because obviously of his rushing ability, but nah, I still don't think he'll be the answer long term. Fair enough. I guess we'll we'll see as as time as time goes on. <laughs> um, another one for me, um, who, well, as as people who have been listening from the start will remember, I was I was hyping Adam Troutman. Um, I thought that he was going into the perfect scenario with the with the Saints, kind of in a bit of disarray. He was in a prime position to take advantage of of where he was, um, and to be honest, he he's let me down as Adam uh, this year. <laughs> he's let me down a lot, but this week he hasn't. He actually played pretty well. Um, he had eight targets, which in itself that's the highest target share he's had this year. Five yep. receptions for fifty eight yards, and in the end zone, and he was in the end zone. <laughs> so. I'm not saying go out and buy Adam Troutman wherever you can because I don't know whether he's necessarily going to be the next big thing, especially because he's now out for four to six weeks with an injury, um, <laughs> which isn't great. But the fact that he is kind of taking more advantage of, of the target mm-hmm. share, you know, the, the fact that his target share has gone up in this latter half of the season is good. The fact that he's kind of starting to catch the ball more, which was his issue, was that he wasn't, <laughs> is also good. I think he might be in a good situation still. I don't think this is his year. Well, it definitely isn't his year. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of come back, bounce back, and maybe maybe take advantage next year. Um, he, he played well this week. It's nice to see flashes yeah. of, of, of brilliance every so often. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not going to abandon him, um, as as I was thinking of doing at the start of this season. He's not been the the kind of I might have been able to sort of prophesize that Jalen Hurts was going to be amazing, but I got it wrong with Troutman. Um, <laughs> we'll let you. But I, I, yeah, I, I think he might he might have the chance to come back at some point. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say, go on, Adam, you you keep doing it, and we'll see where you are this time next year. Um, any well. Sorry, I'm just stealing all of the all of the thunder now. I think no, la- I know the, you love Troutman. The last person, <laughs> I, I do, I do love hate relationship for sure. But uh, the last person just to mention for me as well was uh, Joe Mixon. 
Um, I was about to say the same it, thing. It was it was a great performance Another from big him. Performance. He didn't even catch anything yet. He still put up twenty five points. So, one hundred twenty three yards, thirty attempts, two touchdowns. It was it was a really good day for Mixon. Classic vintage Mixon. Exactly, and I think we can we can expect more of this uh, more of this to come. He's he's proven himself this year. He's 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 one of those guys where, for the past what three years, he's just been injured. Um, he's been a frustrating guy to have on your team. This year, he's yeah, because he's he's so talented. He is, and and he's he's showing that talent this year. Most of his scores are kind of you know upwards of of sort of fifteen, which is what what you want. A lot of twenty point over scores this year. He's he's playing really really well, and um, you know he's not as involved in the receiving game as maybe you'd want him to be, uh, given PPR scoring. But you know he's still number six overall running back in PPR. He's number four in the standard. He's a he's a great asset to have on your team, and it's it's uh, it's nice that he's kind of hitting that level of consistency. He's not have he's not popping off for like 30, 40 points once in a blue moon, but he is putting up kind of a nice. Mm. You know, the past three games he's had, bearing in mind there's been a bye week in that time, he's been kind of averaging twenty six points, which that's what that's what you, <laughs> you want. Can't argue. That's that. what you want from your running back. Yeah. You just want consistency. It's not about winning one week and losing another. It's kind of having players who are so consistent that you're readily winning week to week and it's only the occasional time that your opponent pops off that they win you know you don't want to yeah. be having the best score once or twice in a season you want to be kind of hitting maybe second or third you you might not be the best player in your league for that week but as long as you're consistently in the top three you're going to obviously have a higher chance of of getting to the playoffs and it's players like joe mixon i think that that really help with that yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, we were we were bigging him up before the start of the season, um, and he's he's certainly lived up to the hype. Like you said, if he if he stays healthy, um, because he gets so much in terms of volume of carries, he, he he's always going to be in that top five. I think. Um, so if he if, yeah if he stays healthy, much more a mixing, hopefully in the top ten as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any any kind of notable standout players for you this week? Um, sort of thing. I think I was yeah I was gonna bring Mixon up. Uh, Terry McLaurin I thought had a good game. Um, as did Taylor Heineke. To be fair, I thought yeah. he, you know sixteen for twenty two, very accurate, three touchdowns in the win. McLaurin over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, he's been he's been sneaky good this season. Um, another shout out I guess not so much in the receiving game, but Debo Samuel somehow pulled off a. 79 yards rushing out wow. a touchdown so even when he's not catching the ball he's he seems to be pulling out good performances um he's been yeah obviously one of the best wide receivers this year um there was obviously a lot of letdowns as well i mean we were talking about the chiefs cowboys game like it was going to be game of the season yeah. and it was actually very very bad it was. <laughs> not yeah not, nothing that, really happened there i think we were both expecting no. you know big score um, that's it was, that's not what we got really. There was no standout fantasy performance and performances in that. You know, nice to see Edwards a layer back, but even though the Chiefs won, Mahomes was bang average and Prescott was well below average. Yeah, and it's not what you expect from those quarterbacks. I think that's well, that's no. what we were saying. Is you know, those quarterbacks are the kind of guys that you want to be going head to head because it'll be explosive. It's going to be a shootout. Really, the the game that we expected um, the sort of Cowboys Chiefs to be was replaced by the Chargers-Pittsburgh game, where we thought that yeah. that would be quite a low-scoring defensive reversal, one. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's um, Yeah, the spirit of each, as we'd predicted it, just kind of <laughs> swapped. So, But that's that's football. You know, it, that happens. It's Yeah, uh, anything can. It's just crazy. 
Um, so speaking of that, I guess we should have a have a little look at what's going on next week, unless there are any kind of final final thoughts on top players. No, no, I think um, I think that's pretty much covered it. Very good. Okie dokie. So first game. Cool. It's it's an exciting one. It's a tasty you, one. This, isn't it? I was going to say, do you know who it is? Because uh, Lions Bears. Oh is yeah, it? exciting, isn't it? Lions Bears. Are you staying up for this one? I bet you are. There's no need to, mate. It's on at half five. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. I forgot. It's Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh, we've got <laughs> a few. games on Thursday. Oh, yes. Yeah, we can watch. We can actually watch it. It's so th- right yeah. after work. Amazing. I would. I would. I think I would rather this was the late one so I could just go to bed and miss it. Yeah. But I guess I'll have to watch it now because I'll be up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, it'll be an interesting one. Um, because obviously, um, you know, Matt Nagy has been just hounded to be sacked by the the Chicago faithful. Um, I was even watching the Bulls game last night, and even in a Bulls game, the chance in the arena were naggy out. So I thought that was quite wow. interesting. Um, but I mean, to be fair, I don't want to say it because they are just so bad. But this is the type of game the Lions could actually win. You know, the Bears will be without fields. The Lions have been close all year. It's Thanksgiving. I think the Lions could win this one, um, but it's just it's just going to be a dreadful fantasy performance from everyone, it I think. It would be a beautiful story, <laughs> I think, for the Lions if they won on Thanksgiving. I think the, if they managed to pull it out the hat, you know, they, they got the draw, <laughs> but if they get the win, it would be fantastic. I just, I want David Montgomery to go off, so I think... Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. It, He's the Fields, one player to watch out for, I think. Fields getting dropped down to QB2. That's, uh, you know, quite, quite, well... Yeah, Andy Dalton. Is it Andy Dalton who's coming back? Andy Dalton. Which, yeah, Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about him as your QB one, you've got to be a bit desperate, right? So, it's just it's just a very <laughs> very odd situation for him. I think, um, as you say, Matt Nagy is not a popular guy at the minute, and um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think they are in disarray as a as a team. Obviously, uh, the the city that they that hosts them are kind of doubting them now. So. Uh, yeah, the only bright spot really for me is is David Montgomery, so That's I hope funny. that he goes off. Um, but no, I think it would be a nice storybook ending to the Lions' trials and tribulations if they were able to get a win. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens. Next up, though, <laughs> uh, we've got a more exciting one, and that's the the Cowboys and the Raiders. Yeah, this one, this one certainly gets a, a little bit tastier. Um, I think the Cowboys are... Are going to be coming into this matchup, you know, wanting to again redeem themselves. Um, you know, they they put in a decent performance after the Broncos' defeat. Um, they've had another pretty bad defeat, but I, I do think they come out firing in this one against the Raiders. Um, the Raiders' defense isn't 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 fantastic. Um, as we know, um, I think Prescott gets back to cooking. Um, Cowboys win this one. Um, and I think obviously the likes of C. D. Lamb and and that Cowboys running game gets going again. For a big win, yeah, safe assessment, I think. And uh, next up, we've got Saints and Bills, which, uh, well, the way the Bills have been playing, the Saints' oh, defense might maybe have the better of Josh Allen. Well, I mean, yeah, as someone as as we know on this podcast, I did have Allen as the as the QB one, and he just keeps putting in just dreadful performances. He was he was very bad against the Colts. Um, he had the two touchdowns, but he was he was very bad. Some some really wild throws. Um, the Saints defense, like we said, can can perform well. Um, I'm I'm hoping at the end of the day it does come down to the fact that Josh Allen. I hope, fingers crossed, can outplay Trevor Simeon. 
Um, uh, you'd I think hope. he can. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he can. Um, so I do think the Bills win this one. Um, but I am starting to get to the point now where I am trusting Alan less and less, which is annoying because um, he is someone I thought would would really kick on this season after getting to the playoffs last year. But Bill, Bills will win, but um, I'm not holding my my hat out for a, for a big performance from Alan, unfortunately. I think it'll be closer than people will think. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with that one. Um, and then we move on from Thanksgiving. It's uh, back to Sunday now. <laughs> Bengals and Steelers. Um, I think I don't. The Steelers Oof. pose a conundrum because they obviously they obviously <laughs> drew with the Lions, but they had that amazing comeback. Unfortunately, just a little short against the Chargers. Yeah. Do they continue on that trajectory? Is this now their time to to win against the Bengals? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question because obviously you know Roethlisberger came back and to, to his credit he did play well. You know, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, and you know, twenty-seven un- unanswered points. Um, the Bengals good win against the Raiders, but then they also had the loss prior to the Jets. So I think I think both teams could win this. Um, if I had to put my money on it, I'm expecting both run heavy. So I think I think Najee Harris and Mixon will both have big performances. Um, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Steelers edge this one. I'm I'm still not convinced the Bengals in in big games, which it is a divisional game. Um, can be relied on but I think Mixon and Harris will have will have big performances yeah I definitely think this will be an exciting one to watch from at least when you're, yeah. you're looking on at the running backs it's uh, two very exciting prospects for this one um, next up Dolphins and Panthers yeah so Dolphins on a bit of a little bit of a comeback after what they they started 1-7 I believe so they they're, they're, are they three on the spin now uh, uh, they yes they be. are yeah, so, yeah, I mean, Dolphins are carrying a little bit of form. Granted, they only beat the Jets last week, but, um, you know, a win's a win. Um, I guess, as 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 I've made clear, I'm not a, the biggest fan of Cam Newton anymore in terms <laughs> of a, a starting quarterback in this league. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the Dolphins win this one. Um, I think... I don't think it'll be a particularly exciting game. I think similar score to the Jets, 24-17, I can see happening. Um, to the Dolphins, but yeah, I just I think at some point, whether it's this week or next week, we're going to see Newton come back down to earth after that initial three touchdowns in three plays or whatever it was. Yeah, great, great assessment there. I think I know I often speak about my own players, but that's because I care about them very deeply. Jalen Waddle, I think Jalen Waddle, you know, he's fantastic player. I think the stat was before the game he had the most targets and receptions out of all rookie wide out receivers, which. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not blown us away in the same way that like Jamar Chase has, obviously, who was just getting touchdown after touchdown. Yards and touchdowns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, he's he's been consistent. He's been a nice kind of safety blanket, I guess, for for Tua, for Tua. which Agreed. is what we kind of predicted at the start of the season when we were going through. Um, he, you know, who we recommended. I think we both thought that that would be the case, um, and it's good to see that that's kind of come to fruition. In PPR, he's the number twentieth wide receiver, so. That's a great introduction to the league for for for, for Waddle, sorry, um, and he's yeah he's he's playing pretty well. Um, it's just we'll see how how they do against the Panthers. It, it is at the end of the day still the Dolphins, and uh, we need to try and not get too excited. Um, next up, then we've got the Giants and the Eagles. Yeah, as as we were discussing, I am Hurts and the Eagles do have some some pretty favourable matchups over the next five weeks. They got I believe the Giants. 
um, twice, and I think the Washington football team twice or once as well um, over the next few weeks. Um, and as we discussed, Hertz is just awesome for fantasy. The Giants are, are, are pretty dreadful. They have just sacked their uh, their offensive coordinator as well, yeah, Jason I saw, Garrett, I saw. ahead of the Eagles game. So obviously they'll be in a little bit of disarray there. So yeah, I think Eagles get to five hundred, um, six and six. This will make them. Um, and yeah, expect another classic, you know, twenty plus performance from from Hertz. Yeah, I I certainly hope that that's the case, and it probably will be. Um, next <laughs> up, then we've got the Titans and the Patriots. Which, yeah, I mean, as as we were discussing, the the Patriots defense has been really turning it up to eleven uh, over the past past few games. But the, I mean, the Titans, I think we expected to be playing really well. They were on a great streak, and and now they seem to have have lost uh, quite a significant amount yeah. of momentum. Is this going to carry on into this week? I think the, the, the tough thing is, so the, what was it, the stat is that the, the Titans are 7-0 and against last year's playoff teams. They are 0-2 against the Jets and the Texans. Crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I think the the issue is if, if the, the performance against the Texans, especially on the offensive end, only putting up 13 points... And, and struggling a little bit, you know, I mean, it's not going to get any easier against the Patriots. The Patriots just shout the Falcons. The defence was the 10th best um, performing yeah. fantasy player. Uh, and Tannehill threw four interceptions. I know he had to throw it 52 times, but if they can't get that run game going, which has proved difficult without Henry, I, I honestly think the Patriots will, will find a way to win this in a, in a classic sort of gritty low scoring performance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just don't trust the Titans after those. That you can't trust them after those two losses. Yeah, Tannehill did look quite panicked. Um, he what? Yeah, uh, he, he wasn't his usual self, and and against you know that's against the Texans. So yeah. when you when you come up against the Patriots, as you say, I think it is going to be quite a gritty, low-scoring affair. And if the Patriots' defense just continues its its form, then. They're going up against a bit of a shell shock Tannehill. I think it might be quite easy for them. So mm. we'll see. I mean, this is this is a make or break moment. I think for the Titans, they they can kind of rally if they manage to beat the Patriots. That's a huge boon. Mm. It's a massive boost to the whole offense if they're able to overcome that defense, it, which is arguably the best out there at the minute. Um, yeah, so certainly. it's definitely a big test for them. Uh, but well, like this week, you know, the Bills was top against the run, yet they allowed Jonathan Taylor to have you know the best <laughs> score of his potentially of his entire career. So we'll see. And the Colts are Colts are hot on their heels as well. And you know they're not not a million miles away in the division. Yeah. If the Titans lose this, especially. Uh, and it, well, yeah, they have Jonathan Taylor, which the Titans have lost Henry. If yeah. he is expected to come back, I believe, isn't he around? sort of yeah in a couple of well Last maybe three of, weeks time yeah. four weeks time so we'll see that might help them out but maybe he was their talisman maybe the fact that they've lost him is is the reason why they're on a downturn yeah no yeah couldn't agree more see if, if, if they can't get the run game going the patriots and belichick are masters of taking away the best offensive threat so if aj brown starts they're just going to lock him down and then i think Tannehill looks as shell-shocked as he did the other day yeah for sure. Uh, and then next up, we've got the game of the week. Oh, God. Jaguars Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, looking down the list, there is a couple of rough ones this week. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think this will be amazing. I'm, I would like to say the Falcons come back and at least score some points. 
Um, but the way Matt Ryan and that offense is being played, I I just I don't trust anyone on that team. The, the, the run game is very bad. The only bright spots for me all season have obviously been Pitts over the last few weeks has, has really come along and, and Patterson. But obviously if he's out again and Matt Ryan, we get the same Matt Ryan who we've had the last two weeks, then you know this is this is quite easily a game the Jags could win. Um, it's it, it, it is a tough one to call. I'm not sure what you think, but I could see the Jaguars winning this, especially if... Um, the Falcons are still riddled with, with some injuries. Well, the Jags lose Agnew, who's been a very good player for them. Nice utility player. Who, yeah. you know, he has he, he has been a great player, actually, this, this year. I know when, when me and James were down in, in London and went to watch, we were kind of like, who is this guy? You know, he was yeah. very involved, and he was basically playing the, the position that I think everyone expected LaVisca Chenault to be playing. Maybe they'll move LaVisca back into kind of a slot receiver kind of role, and maybe he will become the safety net for Trevor Lawrence that he was meant to be. Um, I just The problem with Chenault is I think he's just a bit... I don't want to be offensive, but a bit cumbersome. Like, he doesn't have the separation. He can't kind of... He, he's not the downfield player that you want, really. I think he is better no, when he's, he's kind of... Yeah, he's not as quick on, on his feet as Agnew. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, I don't know whether maybe they were in the wrong wrong positions, potentially. But the loss of Agnew, I think, will have an effect on the Jags. Um, mm-hmm. But, obviously, I, I think a bigger loss, obviously, is the fact that the Falcons no longer have the likes of Calvin Ridley. So, um, the Falcons are definitely in a, in a worse-off spot. That, they're, in a, yeah, they're in a bad spot. So, I'm, I'm, my money is probably on the Jags, to be honest, if I'm, if I'm being brutally honest. I think they have... They've not been god-awful, um, which I guess is... <laughs> You could you could sort of assign that description to the Falcons at times. Um, they have been. Gone I awful, mean, especially yeah. <laughs> last week, just a shutout coming back off a shutout. That's that's so demoralizing. Yeah. That hits the locker room immediately when you you know the whole team will just be. I imagine a lot of respect for Matt Ryan has has been lost because he's just not. Yeah, I, I think it's time for him to either. I think it's time for him to move on, to be honest. I mean, if, if you add the last two weeks up, they've been, what, they've been outscored, what's that, 77-3 or something That's like that? Mental. And they haven't scored a touchdown in seven quarters, so, yeah. yeah. And, and with Trevor Lawrence, you, he has the benefit of being a rookie. Like Nobody expects him to be phenomenal out the bat. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's he's coming into this and he's learning and he's growing and he's getting better. He's on an upward trajectory, arguably. Whereas Matt Ryan is on a downward trajectory. He he's <laughs> yeah. he's had his time. Um, That's a nice way of putting and it. it. They're just kind of yeah. That maybe at the minute that kind of if that was on a graph, they may be at the same point skill wise. Um, just because Ryan obviously has <laughs> only one's twelve years younger. Or exactly, <laughs> one of them is much younger and doesn't have the experience, whereas one of them does have plenty of experience, but he's just not getting any younger. So yeah, I think Jack's. Jags are probably going to edge out on this one. And I think if they do, it's going to be huge for, for Trevor Lawrence to get another win under his belt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So we'll see see how that one pans out. To be honest, to say that we were slating this one before we started, I am actually quite looking forward to it now <laughs> just to see. I think that it's quite storied. It's a, it's a good game. I think when you kind of look at it from a mm-hmm. kind of, you know, rising star to kind of falling star in a way, it's, it's mm-hmm. an interesting story there behind that matchup uh, from the quarterback standpoint at least. So, yeah, maybe it'll be quite good to watch. Yeah, I, I, one other thing I think that the Falcons did get sort of massacred a little bit in the run game by the Patriots as well. So I'm I'm expecting a a good game from James Robinson coming back after after his uh, his weak miss. So I think he'll I think he'll have a good week. Oh yeah, 
for sure. Uh, okay, next. Ooh, we have the Colts against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers against Jonathan Taylor is the is the kind of the big story in this one. Is is JT going to be putting up the numbers he was putting up? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that is literally the question. I think if if the Colts win, it it seems to be if Jonathan Taylor's is is rolling. Um, even against the Bills, you add to what Carson Wentz was eleven of twenty for hundred and six yards. So like he's he was almost irrelevant, even though they scored forty one points. Um, so I I think if if the Buccaneers can hold Taylor to sort of under a hundred, I I don't give the Colts much chance, unfortunately. Um, uh, the Buccaneers obviously got and and a decent win last night against the the Giants. Um. Brady seemed back to a little bit of form after a couple of rough losses. So, yeah, I, I think the Buccaneers probably do win this because um, any chance the Colts have is on Jonathan Taylor just going off again. Do you think the Bucs are going to win the Super Bowl again this year? Um, Yes. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I just... I keep... I do it every... I've done it several years now, going back to... You know his fifth Super Bowl with the Patriots. Everyone always writes him off. He is just well, he is just the goat. I think they've still got a very good team, and it was the same thing happened last year. They had a couple of tough losses, um, um, and then they've just they, they turn it on in the playoffs. I, I think the regular season's almost irrelevant at this point because in the playoffs, Brady, Arians, the receivers, playoff Lenny. I think yeah, I think the Buccaneers probably should still be the favourites for me at the minute. Mm, fair enough. Has Tom Brady ever had consecutive Super Bowl wins, though? I seem to think he doesn't. Or does he? Uh, oh, I must admit, that is... Without, let me... Oh, no, maybe... I think me... he did uh, I think three, and, wants... three and four. 2003, 2004. Then I think it's kind of been a bit of a... Then, yeah, it's been yeah. sporadic. Yeah, maybe, you are uh, right. Maybe... Yeah, 2003 and four. Yeah, maybe he'll have a bit of a... His swan song will continue for another few years. Um, potentially. Uh, interesting. You are right though. I think there are moments where you look at the books and you think, wow, how did they, how did they get to where they were? But then the week after you just kind of, all those doubts are just immediately dispelled. There so. it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You might be right there then. Uh, so our next exciting game is the Texans against the Jets. Um, oh, good God. I mean, my money's on the Jets. I'm not going to lie. I think the way You're that, going Jets. yeah, I think the way that yeah. Elijah Moore's playing, it is, is yeah. incredible, and uh, that's kind of all they need, really, is one one guy who's who's popping off so that the rest of the team can rally behind them. I think the Texans last week was probably a bit of a fluke against the Titans. Yeah. They just they just seem to be in the right place at the right time, uh, and I think the the, de- the Texans' defense was just that's kind of what really helped to to win for them. Obviously, mm-hmm. the offense was playing pretty well. Um, and Tyra Taylor, I think everyone's getting very excited about him, but. Yeah, my money's on the Jets, I think, which is a weird yeah. thing to say. Yeah, I haven't said it literally forever, but I yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. I think I think 99 times out of 100, if you replay that Titans-Texans game, I think the Titans probably do win. Um, um, and the Jets, as we've been discussing with our top 10s, somehow they just keep getting players in the top 10. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, I think I think the Jets win. Um, Elijah Moore, yeah, expect to see um, some sort of performance out of him. Whether it's top ten again, we'll see. But I would expect at least a good one. Um, and yeah, I just I mean Tyrod, he didn't play brilliantly passing. Obviously, he got the two rushing touchdowns. But yeah, I, th- I think the Jets can and will win this one. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, next up, it's, uh, it's your boys, the Bronco, Broncos against the Chargers. Yeah, uh, yeah, easy win for the Chargers <laughs> on this one, I reckon. Um, God, yeah. I really thought we'd come along after the Cowboys game, and then we, you know, we have the dreadful performance offensively against the Eagles. Herbert seems to be hitting a little bit of form. They'll be feeling pretty good after the uh, after they sort of got that last minute touchdown with Mike Williams. Um, I don't really rate our defense or offense anymore. Um, I think it's just time for us to move on. So yeah, Chargers win. Um, not necessarily expecting a, a 40 bomb from Austin Eckler again, but I would expect a pretty reasonable performance from him again this week. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have another 40 points from him. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think the the Broncos' defense is pretty, is pretty solid, I think. The, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. It, we go back and forth. Think, We've had yeah, a lot of injuries. It, yeah, true. It's it's It depends. Depends what mood they're in, I think, sometimes. <laughs> but if they're in the right frame of mind, I think they could pose a challenge. Herbert has been a little shaky at times this season, but mm-hmm. as you say, he seems to be kind of coming out of that now. He's hitting his stride, so it's not a good time for the Broncos to be playing the Chargers, I don't think, especially, as you say, after that after that win. After that win. Um, speaking of, of the Chargers playing the Vikings last week, we've got the Vikings next against the 49ers. Um, I'm, I'm more hopeful Ooh. than I have been for a while, to be honest. The 49ers... <laughs> The 49ers' defense is obviously very, very good, um, but I don't know. The way that Justin Jefferson's playing, the way that, well, Adam Thielen's playing, um, I think the offense is, is really clicking at the minute for the Vikings. It's, it, I think what it comes down to is is probably going to be the defense, whether they can sort of shut out the 49ers, because mm-hmm. even Jimmy G's been playing pretty well recently, so um, it's... It's a tricky one to to judge this one. I think it's a very good offense against a very good defense, and it's yeah, it's it's the Vikings' offensive drives that are probably going to settle the score for this one. Really, um, that's where the excitement will be happening. Yeah, couldn't yeah, couldn't agree more. I think you know, I think the Vikings are even at five and five. I still think they're better than their record. Kirk Cousins, as it pains me to say, but he is twenty-one touchdowns, two interceptions, with a one hundred seven quarterback rating. So you can't That's really argue with those yeah. with those numbers. To be fair, he has been phenomenal, uh, and with the likes of you know the offensive stars Jefferson, Thielen, Dalvin Cook, of course. Um, I think the Vikings can win this. Um, I think, like you said, it's just going to be a case of you know can the Vikings stop the likes of of like Samuel and um, and the weapons. Even Brandon Ayuk had a sort of a, a comeback did, game of yeah. sorts last week, which um, I, I absolutely loved because he's just done nothing all season. So yeah, another close game, I think. Um, but I think yeah, I think the Vikings again ed- edge a close one. I think would be my call. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And then the Vikings, <laughs> they're all stringing together. The Vikings played the Packers last week, and the Packers are playing the Rams this week. Um, so that's going to be a Ooh, clash of titans there. That's yeah. potentially the biggest game of the week. Yeah, the massive game. Uh, Rams 7-3 and three coming off the bye. Packers 8-3 and three coming off the loss. So both teams are going to be raring to go in this one. Um, Stafford, couple of bad performances, especially the week before the bye with... Um, the, the big loss against the, the Titans, was it? Two interceptions. Um, um, so he, he needs a comeback performance. Um, I think this will be a very good game. I'm hoping this will be the one that we keep saying is the blowout and actually is. Not the blowout, the barn burner, should I say. Um, both offences can score. You've got weapons everywhere. You've got Devontae Adams. You've got Cooper Cup on the other side. Odell Beckham, maybe he'll finally put in a big performance. 
Um, massive game for both teams. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to the Rams. I think I think they come back rested from the bye, uh, and I think Stafford puts on a a clinic. Yeah, I I hope you're right. To be honest, I think it's time that we see a, a big game like that. To be honest, um, especially against these two, and uh, it'll make a lot of a lot of fantasy uh, managers very happy if this is a bit of a shootout. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah, it's sad that uh, obviously the Rams are going to be without uh, Bobby Trees, but yes, you know, um, it is. OBJ has a chance to kind of shine now, um, and maybe maybe step it up obviously with the bye week hopefully they've been rather than just resting they've been giving themselves plenty of training to get to get Beckham like integrated with the team um but but we'll see what happens there uh, if not Van Jefferson's a pretty decent step in yeah. to be honest he's good flex he's option a, he's a decent guy to to kind of have if you if you're at a loss um and then next up we've got the Ravens and the Browns yeah, I mean, obviously, massive divisional matchup. Um, Browns at six and five, Ravens at seven and three. Um, some interesting comments from from Mayfield after the um, the scrape by the Lions, thirteen ten. Um, obviously, the home fans booing, uh, booing the Browns, which was interesting. Um, I it's I, I think the Ravens Ravens probably do win this one. Um, I'd be interested to get your take, but I've had been watching a lot of pundits and people saying. Mayfield's done in Cleveland, basically. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I've never rated him massively highly. I don't think he's elite. I think he's just above average. Um, he's put some big performances in against the Ravens before. That's one thing I will say. So it could happen. Um, but given his season so far, he's only got ten touchdowns. It's a touchdown a game. You, you just you can't win playoffs never mind games like that so i just don't think i trust mayfield enough to say anything other than a ravens win yeah i mean i've i've always kind of liked mayfield in spite of <laughs> in spite of the numbers um i think as a as a kind of as a personality and as as, as yeah, a presence he's, he's very good uh, and I, I do quite like him to be honest but as you say i think he he, he isn't it elite um i think everyone wanted him to be i think everyone expected him to be but i don't think he is you know he can't speak about him in the same breath as you can the likes of dak prescott or pat mahomes um and i mean well even jalen hurts now from at least from a fantasy perspective you definitely want one over the other so it's a tough one and obviously the ravens are in spite of the massive losses to the running back position, they're still managing to get wins. They're still managing to play well. Um, they've just been so unlucky with injuries this year. It's been crazy bad. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Ravens have got what it takes mm. takes to win this one. Um, and it looks like Jackson's back as well. He said he's felt much better even Monday after the game. So if, if Jackson's back, I think this one's as, as good as over, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And finally, we've got the uh, the Washington football team against the Seahawks. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one me because as a as a Russell Wilson owner in Dynasty and several standard leagues, I'm just I'm all I'm I'm just sick to death of it. I know I know he's so much better than this, but you know five point six four points week ten, six point four eight points week eleven. That just isn't Russell Wilson. Um, I'm I'm hoping. I said it last week. I was hoping he'd bounce back against against the Cardinals. 
Hopefully it's this week, but I just don't know anymore. I, I think it's another one of those situations where I can see Wilson not in a Seahawk uniform next year. Mm. Um, so whether he's just almost, whether he just doesn't care anymore, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's a little bit done. It's another one of those ones where I think they've wasted him a little bit. Um, so this is one I can see. I could see the Washington football team winning this. I, I thought Heineke was very good last week against the Panthers. Um, the Washington defence, even with Chase Young gone for the season, is is still pretty stout. And whether Wilson is just not right after the after the finger injury, um, or whether he's just done, I think yeah, I think I actually think Washington wins this one. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Heineke has been he's he's been very solid. He has, yeah. I mean, he's he's QB fifteen. So if you're in a one QB league, he's not the guy that you want really. Uh, but in two QB leagues, you know, Superflex, yeah, being 15, be he's, he's, he's a good guy to have as in your flex spot. And he does put up some decent performances. Mm. Uh, and obviously with Fitzpatrick pretty much ruled out for the rest of the season, he is going to be the go-to guy. So, um, yeah, he's a great, great option to have. I mean, I'd rather have Russell Wilson because I'm, I feel like he's, you know, he still has the, the oh, chance yeah. of turning it around. But he's still top five talent. Yeah, it's just... It's just whether it'll be this year Exactly. Now, I think. Yeah, that's the big question. Uh, so that's uh, that's the upcoming matchups covered. I guess we we get to the part of the show where we uh, have a little bit of a chat about what happened. The part I hate, as it will become tomorrow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this week. Um, do you want to begin, or shall I, shall I begin? I'll go. I'll go first. I'll get out of the way. Very well. Um, so an, another week, another sixty points under projected for me. Ouch. I just I, I I can't get the. Again, I only had three players. Four players go over over 10 points, and most of them were 11. So, yeah, no standout performances for me, unfortunately. I had Jamar Chase, who got in the end zone, but only had three catches uh, with 13. Uh, Hawkinson with 11. Uh, Kadarius Tony with seven catches, 11 points, so not a bad performance there. Um, but on the other side, Rohan, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, they all put in 20-point performances I yeah. Too many players underperform for me, unfortunately, and I uh, I lost this week. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, um, but it happens. I guess for you now, it it's does. it's uh, well, we've got three games left, I think. Um, so you still have a chance. It's mathematically possible. It is possible. Yeah, the, the six seed is five and six, so I I, I could do it. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. Um, I guess we'll go to me. I, I I played very well this week. I think I got <laughs> this. I think this is my highest ever score. I don't think I've ever scored higher than this. Uh, Two hundred twenty point uh, five eight, which was a I'm very pleased with, uh, and that's in spite of Pat Mahomes putting up a six point five oh, score. Your score would have been insane. It would. It really would. <laughs> um, and I was playing Elliot, who's obviously the number two, and he got one hundred seventy nine point one two. He did text me this morning to say that had he made the tinkerings that he wanted to make last week, he would have beaten me, which, yeah, you know, you didn't make those tinkerings, Al. You should have done it. Um, but I, w- I will retort, I forgot to swap uh, Justin Tucker back in for Tyler Bass, and I think that would have put me up another 12 points because Bass was in negative. Um, yeah. So it's crazy that I put up the numbers I did, to be honest, to say one of my players got minus one, but... I had a few heavy hitters. Obviously, the New England Patriots, 28 points. Can't go wrong with that. Um, they were almost the best score on my team. Austin Eckler, 41.5. He was the best score. Absolutely phenomenal game from him. Joe Mixon came back with a nice big 25-pointer. Jalen Waddle with 20 points. 
Stefan Diggs with 18, Travis Kelsey with 18, practically 19 really. Deontay Johnson, he had a big game, 24 nice. points as well. David Montgomery was the one of the few darker spots on my team as far as kind of he just didn't shine bright this week. He got 7.7. Um, Jalen Hurts, we've got a 30-pointer from him. He, obviously, he had a great game too. Tyler Bass, minus one. What a shame. Um, and unfortunately for L, he was the second overall uh, in points scored this week. So had he played anyone else, he would obviously have won. He had Aaron Rodgers with a massive 33.5. Dalvin Cook, obviously, 22.5. Great game. James Conner, who's risen from nowhere to become an absolute <laughs> fantasy asset. Uh, number five in standard, number eight in PPR, James Conner. Um, 20 points from him. Debo Samuel, uh, 16.4. Not his usual crazy self, but still a very good score. Justin Jefferson obviously needs no oh. introduction. Phenomenal 38 points. Uh, Hunter Henry was a bit of a letdown for L. Just the four points there. Uh, and then Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers, 19 points. Uh, Tannehill, again, as we said, he was not on his not on form. Uh, four interceptions, two fumbles. Very bad for Tannehill. But in spite of that, he still put up seven points. So I guess he can't be too mad with him. Uh, and then the Bills, uh, minus four for L. 41 points allowed. And they just didn't really do anything. The, the defense, which is just crazy. So it was a big game. Um, obviously, the last time me and Elliot played, Elliot beat me. The time before that was the championship where I beat L. So it seems to be one of us lands a blow and the other one lands the blow the next time. So who knows? Uh, I hope that pattern doesn't com- continue <laughs> no. if we meet each other again in the playoffs. Uh, because, well, it'll mean one of us is out or one of us is the champion. So we'll see what happens. Uh, next up, we've got Sam. Who rises to five and six. Oh no, I texted him this morning. Absolutely crazy. I think he was expecting, he wanted to tank. He wanted to get that first he overall did. pick. <laughs> yet, in spite of his best efforts, he's landed at number seven. The only reason he's not in playoff contention uh, or a playoff spot if the season ended today, rather, is because his points four is not as good as Alex's points four <laughs> by a significant margin. So crazy, but he won. Uh, he, I mean, what was it? 131 some... points to 117 against James. And yeah, and looking at the, I mean, he had he had a 20 point performance from Devonta Freeman. I mean, who'd have thought? Nice big 21 from Mike Williams in that with that clutch touchdown. Obviously, 28 from Zach Ertz as we discussed. 10, 11, 11 for Devonta Smith, AJ Green, and Traquan Smith. Nice 14 from Boswell, his kicker as well. You won't say no to that. And then on the flip side, unfortunately, James did have some some bad performances. Um, Dak Prescott with 0.64 points. <laughs> Not what you no. want. Did have some good ones as well. Najee Harris, Swift and McLaurin. Uh, 16, 24 and 22 respectively. Marquise Brown was out and didn't play. So had James started... For example, Mooney. Rondale, Moore or Mooney, e- easy win. Um, but yeah, yeah, minus one from McLaughlin, seven for Carr. Um, close game, but that Marquise Brown being out really has, has cost him there, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I think Brown was, I can't remember when he was ruled out. I don't know if it was the day before or the morning of, but obviously it was uh, just late enough to to pass James's attention and I do think that has, that has cost him so I think Sam's uh, lucky or unlucky de- depending James. well yes he needs it <laughs> um, depending on which way you look at it Sam's probably 
lucky or unlucky. I think his his intentions to to tank are now well and truly uh, scuppered, oh, really. Now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, next up, we have a fairly close matchup against Tom and Alex. So Tom won with 162. Alex lost with 146. Uh, it was a close one. Um, obviously, Josh Allen had 15 points for Tom. Pretty pretty pedestrian, really, for Allen. Uh, 13 points for Fournette. 12 points for, for Elliot, which isn't isn't really what you want. 20 points for Tyreek, which is pretty good. Michael Pittman, the, the glorious, uh, the child that was <laughs> promised, only hit four points this week because Jonathan Taylor just stole everything. Uh, Darren Waller had a decent game, 19.6. Uh, Claypool with 14. Ayuk, as we said, 21.5 points. 21. It's about on, time. Uh, probably hindered Samuel's productivity, to be honest. It's probably why we saw a dip in, in Samuel not hitting <laughs> like 30 points. Uh, and then Justin Herbert, great game, 35 points. And then Tom also had a, a kicker who got a minus one, just like I did. <laughs> uh, Young Waku, just the, the one field goal attempt that obviously didn't quite make the mark. And then the Panthers with seven. Alex, on the other hand, Joe Burrow didn't have a great game, just eight. Um, Carter... 7.5 and now injured. Uh, Chubb had a good game, 23. And obviously Devontae Adams, 31 points. He's almost always faithful. Uh, Keenan Allen's returning to decent form with uh, 21 points. Mark Andrews with 15. Higgins, yeah, not really involved. Uh, just two catches for 15 yards. Um, Harris with 7.5. And then Tua with 18. He Tua brought it back, to be honest, because there was a point where I think Tua was on about two points. And uh, I think we were all worried that he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna hit, hit his stride, but uh eighteen points is pretty serviceable Not really. Possible. Um and Carlson with eight and Green Bay with only two. So yeah, Tom Tom won not comfortably necessarily, but um it wasn't too tight, I guess. Uh so Tom goes up to seven and four and Alex is down at five and six now. If only he'd have started Cam Newton. Eh? Yeah, well, that would have changed uh, the result. No, no, no not, not quite. But... <laughs> no, um, so yeah, I guess it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And then finally, we've got Lewis, who was the owner of Jonathan Taylor uh, against Kieran. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's well, not always. He's got half Kieran's score, so that tells you pretty much everything. Uh, Lewis were one forty-three there to Kieran with one hundred and two. Um, Jonathan Taylor and Christine McCaffrey doing a lot of the work with 54 and 24 respectively um, Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore um, both above 12 points not bad there some bad performances as well uh, Sanders with only 5 uh, Johnson for the Jets only 2 and Justin Fields obviously going out of the game fairly early only 2.4 uh, on the flip side Kieran, Kirk Cousins yet again 24 points, very solid Josh Jacobs in double digits with 11. A um, couple of down weeks for Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb, unfortunately. Uh, both less than five points. Um, Jake Elliott, 19 points as a kicker. You're not going to say no to that. Um, but unfortunately, when you're playing Jonathan Taylor and McCaffrey, um, you were, you were probably going to lose this week, unfortunately. Yeah, that's usually the case. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the lineup for for this week. Uh, just gone, so that changes things a little bit. Um, I'm number one with nine and two. Elliot's gone down to eight and three. We've got uh, Tom with seven and four, Rohan with six and five, uh, Lewis with six and five, Alex with five and six, and 
Sam with five and six as well. <laughs> then you're down at three and eight. And then we've got uh, James at three and eight and Kieran at three and eight. So, yeah, very, very interesting one there. I'm just yeah. going to have to pause because the food's here. Uh, no, no worries, man. I, I won't be long. Okay, so I guess we should have a look at, at next week. That sounds good to me. And see what we're expecting. So, oh, I play Lewis this week. Um, let's have a little inspection. So, it's looking like he's got a, a kicker on a bye. <laughs> um, but aside from that, I think he's playing with most of his guys. Obviously, big scaries yeah. for me, McCaffrey and Taylor. So we'll see how they play. But currently, I am predicted to win at 177 to Lewis's 146. 148, sorry. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, even with the kicker, I think, yeah, about 20 in your favour. Obviously, you've got the you've got the Chiefs on a bye, so I guess ordinarily that would help Lewis a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean it's 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 a tasty running back matchup. Um, McCaffrey Taylor versus Mixon and Eckler. I think that'll be a a big decider. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then we're next we've got Tom against Sam. It's predicted to be a blowout, one hundred and sixty to ninety nine. <laughs> Sam's gonna win, I think. Yeah, six, <laughs> it's he keeps just keeps pulling out the bag. No, I think you know he's got he's got two Arizona players on by. So Sam, I would imagine, will slot what he'd slot Jackson in. Um, as the flex if Lamar Jackson's back so that'll be a nice boost there um, 26 odd points uh, and then he needs to obviously find another another tight end to slot in there um, I think he's probably going to be playing uh, Henderson over Drake as well with a little bit of luck yeah I would I would like to think so so that that would tighten up the projectors a little bit or still still sort of 20, 20 odd in Tom's favour um, so it could be a close one Um my my brain would tell me that Tom still has some very good players in the likes of Josh Allen if he comes back, Zeke, um, and obviously Justin Herbert as well. Um, so I would like to think Tom will will win, but who knows? Maybe maybe Sam's dream to tank goes even worse and he wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might end up in the playoffs at this rate. Um, and then next up, we've got James against Alex. This is quite a tight looking one. Uh, one hundred and sixty three to James, uh, one hundred and sixty to Alex. So it is very tight indeed. Yeah, very close. I would imagine, looking at sort of the benches, this is probably the, the squads they will go for, I would have thought. Um, at what point does Elijah Moore come off James's taxi? That would be my only uh, my only question there. Yeah, it's a good question, because he has been there a while, and he's he kind of been popping. He's popping. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this will be this will be incredibly close. Um, obviously, hopefully for James's sake, the likes of Brown does play this week. Um, Landry questioned him as well, but I don't, I don't think t- anything too much to worry about so yeah i think this will be very close um i think the only thing that would slightly tip it in alex's favor is 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 the stars like Devonte adams uh keenan allen and, and nick chubb for me i think if they pop off as well um i think it's going to be it's going to be tough for james to beat him up i think yeah uh next up we have rohan and kieran the brothers yeah, fighting one another um so yeah this is going to be uh, another wide margin by the predictions, 153 to Rohan with uh, 117 to Kieran. Yeah, and obviously poor Kieran's just got, he's got just a ridiculous amount of injuries and there's, there's five, seven players out, three on IR, another one on Pup. It's just, yeah, you, you do feel for him. Um, he can slot a few extra players in there. He's got the likes of, uh, you know, Jerry Judy comes back. 
Um, OBJ could start. Maybe he'll he'll do something. And, and Miles Sanders obviously had a, had a decent game last week. So there is some changes Kieran could make. Um, but I think, again, obviously Rohan does have that strong Tampa Bay and Seattle stack. Um, so yes. if if if, they're, if they're, those two teams do well again, it's it's tough to beat Rohan on any week. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then finally, we've got yourself against uh, Elliot. And currently, you're predicted to win with uh, 175 <laughs> to 165. I, I think statistically, I've been projected to win every match but <laughs> mine and yours, unfortunately. So that, it means nothing to me anymore. <laughs> um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping Alvin Kamara comes back. He hasn't. He hasn't practiced Monday, which is a little concerning. Um, but obviously, I do get the likes of Stafford and Cooper Cup back. Um, and as we said, we think that Packers matchup will be um, hopefully fairly high scoring. Um, so I think I think this will be a close one. Um, I'm I'm grateful Derek Henry is is not on Elliott's team for this one. Yes. Um, he's he's a very scary team at full strength. Um, Mitchell might be out as well. I think I think I can do this one. Um, but again, I, I I'm just hoping. Really, I'm hoping the Vikings don't pop off with Jefferson and Cook. Yeah, well, let's. Well, I, I am so. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's our that's our matchups for the for the week ahead. Um, we've obviously only got three games left until playoff positions are locked in. So I'm feeling pretty happy where I am. Um, hopefully, a couple more wins and my uh, my buy spot is guaranteed. I think, to be honest, uh, yeah, I'm guaranteed to make the playoffs now, which is which is good for me. On the other side of the coin, though, I think. Uh, the maths works out, Jack. We can we can have <laughs> we can have some faith yeah. in the fantasy gods that they'll grant you a it's... a little sneak in, but we'll see what happens, I suppose. Yeah, we've got a we've got a good dynamic here, haven't we? You you can give the advice when you're in one position, I can give the advice when you're in the complete <laughs> opposite. Um but yeah, fingers crossed, obviously Dynasty, as we'll discuss for years to come, hopefully, is is it's a long game. Hopefully we'll be playing this for decades. I'm I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Well, yeah, you've 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 been unlucky. You've had the most points against you out of everybody so far this season. So it's uh, it's it's an unfortunate <laughs> position. But the the beautiful thing about Dynasty is obviously the your landing spot at the end of the season determines where you're picking. Um, and if you know if you land in a decent spot, then you'll be you'll be picking fairly well. And those draft picks increase in value as well. So you have more trade uh, trade. That's it. I'm trying to currency. That was the word I was thinking of. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But next week will bring us an all new set of top tens and uh, an exciting goings on. So we'll we'll analyze that next time. But until then, we will see you later. <laughs>